Welcome to Get Connected. This is week two of our new podcast. Each week on the podcast, we read out loud stories from National Seniors Australia's weekly email, Connect. This podcast is for people who have a preference to hear stories read out loud rather than on screen. My name is Jim Cantwell. For our first story this week, we look at in-home care reform, what you can expect. A new government-subsidised in-home support model is scheduled for mid-next year. What that may look like is becoming clearer. In-home aged care supports about 1 million older Australians and ranges from transport and house cleaning to clinical care such as nursing and allied health. Most people want to stay in their homes for as long as possible, so services must be accessible and effective in supporting their independence. The current in-home aged care system. There are four government-funded programs. The first, Commonwealth Home Support Program, CHSP, provides entry-level services to support older Australians with daily living. Home Care Packages, HCP, assist older Australians with more complex care needs to live independently and safe at home. The third, Short-Term Restorative Care, STRC, helps older Australians to manage and adapt to their changing aged care needs. The fourth, Residential Respite, enables older Australians to stay at an aged care home for a brief time. Respite can be organised in advanced and available in unexpected situations. The Royal Commission into Aged Care Quality and Safety found the current in-home aged care system needed improvement, especially in these areas. Wait times for care are too long, program arrangements are confusing, administration fees are too high, services are not always well targeted, older Australians do not always want to get the help they need to support their independence. Long wait times are now common as older people die or move into aged care while on the wait list for home care. Government reform of in-home care. The government is developing a new in-home aged care program beginning on the 1st of July 2024. It says people supported through existing Commonwealth-funded aged care programs will not lose any existing services under the new program. In the recently released discussion paper, the government says the new in-home aged care program should 1. Be simple to access and understand with one assessment process. 2. Give people timely access to the safe and high-quality services they need. 3. Give people choice and control in determining the services they receive. 4. Have fair and transparent fees that direct funds to delivering high-quality care. 5. The government wants the program to be one assessment process that gives older people choice and control in determining the services they receive with fair and transparent fees. The discussion paper outlines five areas of focus, including a potential new model. These are making in-home aged care simple and easy for older Australians to self-manage their care with more choice and control over services, redefining the role of care partners in delivering best practice care management, ensuring they provide clinical oversight and monitoring for older Australians to respond to changing needs. Meeting the full cost of care while achieving value for money by improving funding arrangements and quality assurance with a new funding model. Flexibly respond to changing needs of older Australians by improving the assessment process with a new assessment tool and classification system. Fostering innovation and future investment in in-home aged care by implementing the new quality indicators and star ratings. For our next story, we look at a working retirement choosing to return to work. 
You might be enjoying retirement and returning to work wasn't the plan. However, circumstances change and retirees are going back to work. Here are some of the tips to consider. Declining superannuation returns combined with rising inflation and cost of living pressures mean more retirees could soon be returning to work. National Seniors Research found 6% of aged pensioners re-entered the workforce after initially retiring, while another 20% said they would consider returning to work. Changes to the work bonus limit mean you will be able to keep more of your pension over the next year if you do. If you want to go back to work, there is no better time. Here are some things to consider when job searching. Deciding whether to go back to work. Consider how much you would like to work, whether that is on a full-time basis, part-time or casual basis. If you already have a routine you wish to maintain outside of retirement, you should factor in the regular appointments or activities you need to keep and what hours best suit you. The intensity and demand of a job are also important. You may want a job that is a little easier or less strenuous. Ask yourself if you have any health and physical limitations that could restrict you. Additionally, many jobs require a lot of use of technology. Additionally, many jobs require a lot of use of technology. Are you computer literate? Or do you lack the confidence in handling the technological elements of a job? Perhaps computer training or retraining in your new field is required. Old job or new? Returning to a job or industry you were previously employed in can be a familiar comfort and you can also provide a wealth of industry experience. But you can also consider going into a job or field that is new to you, which can be an exciting opportunity to discover new skills. It's important to weigh up the costs. There can be hidden costs when returning to work, such as pension and taxation implications, clothing and transport expenses. It is important to calculate these additional costs, including petrol and vehicle maintenance or public transportation. Additionally, if you care for another person or an animal, you may need to hire a carer or pet sitter while you're away from home. Assessing your superannuation fund. When you attempt to access your super once you leave work, your fund will ask you to sign a declaration to indicate you are no longer working and intend to retire permanently to access your superannuation. But that does not mean you are not allowed to return to work if your circumstances change. You can continue to receive your super pension after you return to work, and from 65 you can access your super whether you are retired or not. When going back to work, you can continue to receive an income from an account-based pension, if that is what you choose, but you will need to open a new accumulation fund account, so you can receive your employer's compulsory 10% super contribution, plus any extra contributions you wish to make. Accessing the age pension. It is important to be aware of what going back to work will mean for any Centrelink benefits you or your partner may receive, such as the age pension. You are required to let Centrelink know you are receiving additional income within 14 days of going back to work. Going back to work means you will be bringing in more income, which could lead to accumulating more assets like property or a caravan and result in your age pension being impacted. These assets and additional income will be income tested by Centrelink to see if you qualify for the full or part age pension payment, as there are limits on how much you can earn. The Work Bonus Incentive The government has a work bonus scheme designed to encourage people to stay in the workforce after reaching the age you are permitted to access the age pension. Currently you need to be 66 and 6 months old to access the age pension, 
but as of the 1st of July 2023, the age will increase to 67. A temporary increase to the pension work bonus limit of $4,000 was announced during the Job and Skills Summit and due to expire 30 June 2023. After concerted advocacy by national seniors, Labor has amended the legislation and the trial will now be extended until the end of December 2023 to give more time to get pensioners back to work. This practical change means more pensioners can benefit over a longer period. With the work bonus increase, a single pensioner with no savings could earn up to $17,000 without impacting their pension during this time. A couple with no savings could earn as much as $32,000 if both work part-time up to the limits. This includes the additional exemption of $4,940 for a single and $8,736 for couples, which is applied to income from any source. National seniors applaud Labor's decision to extend the time frame and work done by the crossbench, including the Greens and Independents, in helping make this happen. The legislation is expected to pass the Senate later in November and be available from early December. Anyone working or going back to work during this period will have access to the extra $4,000 limit to reduce the amount of pension you lose. For our next story, we look at the 15% pay increase for aged care workers. In an interim decision, the Fair Work Commission increased the pay of direct care workers in aged care. But will this boost workforce numbers and quality? An interim order from the Fair Work Commission has given a pay increase to hard-working aged care staff around the country. The interim order is for a 15% increase in pay under a The interim order is for a 15% increase in pay under the modern award covering direct care workers. The outcome is the result of ongoing actions by unions such as the Health Service Union and Australian Nursing and Midwifery Federation and advocates like National Seniors Australia. The pay increase comes after the Royal Commission into Aged Care Quality and Safety recommended improved pay and conditions for aged care workers. Improving the pay for aged care workers is critical to attracting and retaining staff in the aged care sector. The Committee for the Economic Development of Australia, CEDA, recently estimated 65,000 workers were leaving aged care each year. For many, low pay and poor working conditions encourage workers to leave the sector. The Fair Work decision comes weeks after the National Skills Commission report highlighted the risk of long-term job vacancies across the care sector of as much as 100,000 by 2027. Boosting morale and retention. National Seniors Australia Chief Advocate Ian Henschke says, The safety of older Australians receiving care depends on a quality workforce and the interim decision to award a 15% increase in pay goes some way to fixing the staffing problems. We hope this is the first of many actions that will be taken to provide workers with the pay they deserve. For too long, the work in aged care has been undervalued and is now getting some long-awaited recognition. The morale boost for increased pay will help to retain and attract aged care workers across the country. But there's more to do. There is a clear need to do whatever it takes to boost the number of people working across the care sector to ensure older people get access to the services they need. National Seniors Australia has been advocating for policies to mobilise more workers through changes to the pension rules and mature traineeship schemes.
In other news, the government extended the $4,000 age pension work bonus increase until December 2023, which means more pensioners will be able to work more without penalty. With a workforce older than most sectors, this change will help to retain older workers and give them incentives to work more hours to fill aged care shortages. National seniors will continue to advocate for broader changes to the tax and transfer system to encourage and support mature age workers as part of the employment white paper process. For our next story, is gracefully ageing your personal project or is it mission impossible? What do you think of these top how-to tips? There is no fountain of youth and even if there were, trying to be what we were in our 20s is not where many of us would want to go anyway. Aging gracefully means living an enjoyable life and having the health to enjoy it. They say it is like a bottle of wine. You can get better with age with the right care. How to age with poise. Use these tips to help you age gracefully. Be kind to your skin. Your skin is your body's largest organ. Caring for it can better protect your body from the environment and stresses, regulate body temperature and provide sensation. Wear sunscreen and protective clothing when outside. Get yearly skin cancer screenings. Stick to gentle products in your anti-aging skincare routine. Stay hydrated. Exercise and be active. Research has shown that people with an active lifestyle are less likely to develop certain diseases. Participating in hobbies and other social activities may lower the risk of developing health problems including dementia, heart disease, stroke and cancer. Having a longer lifespan. Happiness, life satisfaction and a sense of purpose are all linked to living longer. Doing things that you enjoy may help cultivate those positive feelings. Are happier and less depressed. People who participate in meaningful activities such as volunteering in their communities or being physically active say they feel happier and are healthier. When people feel happier and healthier, they are more likely to be resilient, which is our ability to bounce back and recover from demanding situations. Positive emotions, optimism, physical and mental health, and a sense of purpose are all associated with resilience, may be able to improve their thinking abilities. Participating in certain activities that are mentally stimulating or involve physical activity may have a positive effect on memory. Creative activities such as music or dance help with memory problems or dementia. Health professionals recommend 2.5 to 5 hours per week of moderate intensity exercise, 1.25 to 2.5 hours per week of vigorous intensity aerobic exercise, muscle strengthening activities of moderate intensity involving all major muscle groups, two or more days per week. Aerobic exercise includes walking, swimming, dancing, cycling. Being active can also involve walking and hiking, enjoying holidays and participating in group exercise classes. Muscle and bone strengthening exercises can be performed using weights or resistance bands. Older adults should also focus on activities that include balance training as well as aerobic and muscle strengthening exercises. Mind your diet. Healthy foods are the way to go and it's recommended that you eat fruits and vegetables, either fresh, frozen or canned, lean protein, fish, chicken, turkey and beans, at least three ounces of whole grain cereals, bread, rice or pasta every day, three servings of low fat or fat free dairy, milk, yogurt and cheese are fortified with vitamin D, healthy fats, avoid using solid fats for cooking and use oils instead. Stay away from processed foods, refined sugars and unhealthy fats.
Mental health. Being happy and keeping your stress down go a long way to helping you live and age well. To keep your mood elevated, spend time with friends and loved ones. Meaningful relationships and a social network improve mental and physical well-being and longevity. Do not forget your fairy loved ones, as having a pet is linked to lower stress and blood pressure, reduced loneliness and better moods. Accept your age. Evidence suggests that people who maintain a positive attitude about aging live longer and may recover better from disability. Aging is inevitable and embracing it can make all the difference. Do things you enjoy. Taking the time to engage in activities you love will only fuel your happiness. Spend time in nature, pursue a new hobby, volunteer, whatever brings you joy. Lowering stress. The effects of stress on your body are vast ranging from premature aging and wrinkles to a higher risk of heart disease. Ways to relieve stress include using relaxation techniques such as meditation, breathing exercise and yoga, exercising, getting adequate sleep, talking to a friend. Being socially connected linked to being active. Growing older can mean finding ourselves spending more time at home alone. Being lonely or socially isolated is bad for your overall health. Being lonely is not healthy. It can increase feelings of depression or anxiety, which can harm many other aspects of your health. Try participating in meaningful activities that create a sense of purpose in your daily life. These could include hobbies, volunteer activities, or time with family and friends. Taking an art class or joining a hiking club. Becoming a volunteer in your community may help to maintain your well-being and independence as you age. An active lifestyle is more than just getting your daily steps in. It includes activities that are meaningful to you and benefit your mind, spirit and body. Quit smoking and consume less alcohol. Smoking and alcohol cause premature aging and increase the risk of disease. Quitting smoking is not easy. There are resources available to help you if you want to quit or speak to a doctor. As for alcohol, many of us like a drink. It can enhance our sense of well-being. However, research findings increasingly report that alcohol damages the body and the mind. Aging can lower the body's tolerance for alcohol. Older Australians experience the effects of alcohol more quickly, and this puts older adults at a higher risk of unintentional injuries that may result from drinking. To limit what you drink, view the Australian government's recommended drinking limits. Here's some alcohol reduction strategies. Set a drink and budget limit before you start. Follow the guidelines and you will feel better the next day. Have a few alcohol-free days each week and adopt other healthy behaviours. Go for a walk, garden or play sports. Choose social events where alcohol is not readily available, such as the beach or the movies. Limit how much alcohol you have at home. If it's not there, you cannot drink it. Space your drinks and alternate with non-alcoholic drinks. Change your routine. If you usually reach for a glass of wine or beer after work, do something else instead. No alcohol is safer than some alcohol when it comes to driving. It is hard to monitor how much you have had to drink. There are too many factors that affect your blood alcohol level. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you found value in the news stories presented, there is more information about National Seniors Australia on our website at www.nationalseniors.com.au. There you can find more news stories like these, along with information about our advocacy work for older Australians and about the value of becoming a member of National Seniors Australia.
We'll be back next week with another Get Connected podcast. Until then, I'll see you later. 